Welcome to a new episode of Live Evil Pod. We are wrapping up the regular summer split, and today I'll be joined by the one, the only friend of the pod, Robert Sorensen. How are you, man? Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, no, you got it. You got it. Yeah, no, I'm doing. I am doing good. Uh, like I was telling you before we got started, you know, I uh, was just coming back from uh, one of my best friends got married in Pittsburgh, so I was uh, pretty distracted you know, doing everything there. I was in the wedding and uh, mm-hmm. it was a great time. Uh, but I missed some LCS and I had to catch up over the last two days. Man, so it's it... been pretty good. Pretty good, all things considered, because I really was afraid with an 03 weekend that TSM would drop out of the top six. So got... <laughs> oh, it was this It was this close. Sorry, <laughs> this should be crossing my fingers. This close. <laughs> this close. I didn't think you guys were in any danger of falling out. I think the biggest culprit right now was between Dig and 100 Thieves. But we'll take some time to mm-hmm. really reflect a little bit on LCS. I mean, from beginning to end, there's a lot of ups and downs, surprises, good stuff, bad stuff. Uh, we'll cover all of that. Um Today is also July 26th on a Wednesday afternoon, and we started the show just right because the LCS uh, All-Pro Award was released moments before we hit the record button, so we get a lot of unfiltered raw thoughts to process. And, of course, uh, you know, Robert, if you want to talk a little bit about your uh, voting in there as well, we get to have a chance for that. But um, let's let's start a little bit looking back before we look forward. The split has ended. Regular season, it's over. We talked about it. This is TSM's uh, last regular season with the LCS, conceivably, unless, you know, something drastic changes. This is it. Um, you know, let's reflect on it a little while. What is it like to... You know, know that, or you know, this this didn't surprise you. You kind of hinted, alluded on it very, very early on, even before the news dropped. Yeah, I mean, it's been, um, I'll say, it's been tough to come to terms with. I almost didn't do um, a season of talking TSM once the news was official because I was really sad, and I'm still sad. you know, I mean, I've got TGA or TSM merch <laughs> and uh, flags and hats. And like my favorite hat I wear is is my TSM hat. You know, mm-hmm. I've got multiple jerseys, sweatshirts, shirts, you name it. Like I, I love this team and I loved and I do put an emphasis on the loved part of the org. Um, but I have really struggled coming to terms with it and um i will be coming out with an episode where i kind of dive into my thoughts as it's as it's finally over um but i guess a preview of this is that it's just been 
it's been really tough. Uh, somebody commented, uh, one of my awesome, uh, you know, people who support me uh, commented on one of my videos that, um, you know, it feels like a, it feels like I'm going through a breakup right now. And it does feel that way to me, uh, honestly, is it's just, mm. it's really tough as I guess is all I can say is I, I'm extremely sad about it. I love this team. Um, and I guess I'll have to figure out where my loyalties lie next, <laughs> next split. Maybe as far as LCS goes, perhaps are you, are you, well, this is maybe too early and we'll probably can talk about, it, but I'm just thinking about like which, whichever region they end up in, will you continue to support mm-hmm. the TSM, right? We'll talk about those, but certainly in the LCS, you're probably looking for a team. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I'll be, I'll be LFT here real fast. Ah, well. I'll make sure to retweet that. Everyone get Robert on something, on somewhere. He is fantastic to be on. Uh, I hear, you know, Thank certain you. teams Thank could you. use a bit of a boost. In per- uh, in, 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 hey, you know. I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm a free agent right now. I will say, I guess I'll put out there, uh, you know, on this podcast that for me right now, I'm leaning towards wherever most of these players go. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's like a core team of, you know, chime and insanity somewhere mm. uh, with some other stuff mixed in. Maybe uh, Boogie has played better this split. I think a lot of people thought um, then that might be enough for me, honestly. Mm-hmm. But we'll um, we'll have to see, my friend. I don't I don't know yet. I'm still I'm, I'm really interested to see how many teams end up making it through this uh, through this offseason i guess i'm gonna call what i feel like is gonna be an apocalyptic type offseason but we'll see i I could be very wrong on that but that's just a gut feeling i'm having that's not sourcing anything nobody said anything to me that like 100 is drawing me towards that it's just a gut gut feeling i'm having oh yes uh there is smoke could be fire but we will see We, we won't uh speculate much if they have the plenty of off season to do that and maybe i'll have you and some couple of friends mm-hmm. on the show do like a wacky off season whatever that may bring so going forward though tsm i'll, I'll give the floor to our because you are the guest tsm had a quite the season i mean people were doubting the roster but neither split did they ever finish the ninth or tenth place that everyone was expecting Despite mm-hmm. all the roster changes, the moves that people were like uncertain about, you brought a boogie was actually a fit right in. He was never the worst player. He was um, also not bad. He actually played pretty well this split. And and the only uh, caveat I will say is Ruby and the insanity thing for summer. Ooh, yeah. That was that was quite a roller coaster. But I'm glad they stuck to insanity. I think that really showcased. Yeah. Uh, him that he is a LCS talent. Um, so, any thoughts about the whole, you know, season year or maybe just the split for TSM? I mean, there were some themes that I didn't love. Um, I think that their willingness to sub people out was can be good. Um, you know, it worked out at times, but they also, I feel like. You know, like I understand the solo thing was probably like a blow up on solo's end, but even still, that was honestly pretty weird to do, you know, with two games left. I I didn't really enjoy that. Um, You know, even last split, um, 
you know, with the whole or last year with the whole top lane situation with like soul and everything that was weird. Um, and then this split with insanity and uh, with Ruby, I mean, to me, it was like they felt like they owed Ruby something uh, when I don't think they did. Uh, I actually think they probably cost themselves an opportunity at top four. Um, not that it would really mattered, but um, I I think they probably go at least one and two, maybe two and one in that weekend with Ru- with Ruby not playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe that also would have given people an opportunity to see more of insanity and do what they did to him this past week, where it was a lot more focus on him and um, catching him out in side lanes and stuff because maybe they had more to learn from, you know. Uh, so I don't know. But, you know, I, I was upset with the theme of that. But then overall, like, I really liked the coaching uh, overall. I felt like they got the best out of their players. They are truly one of the teams that I think over the last few years you've seen be better than the sum of their parts by a pretty significant margin. And I think they're a really good example of why team play in League of Legends is much more valuable than just individual talent. Cause I think that's been a big conversation for the last few years. And I think uh, even evil geniuses are a prime example of that as well. Um, I think this split specifically, we've seen teams that um, it's not just an NRG slash CLG thing where, you know, players are better than the team's better than some of their parts. It's, it's truly that if a team melds well together, uh, then they'll play well together. And I think a lot of that for TSM has to do with, Chawi initially and then now with um with Revan. So I'm I'm very mm. pleased with that portion of it. And uh absolutely. Yeah, no, it's been it's been a much better split than I had anticipated. Much better year. Absolutely. And it showed, right? I, I really give credit mm-hmm. to how the coaches really got the players to come around and you know, just not let the noises of the crowd, because I know how you know Reddit, social media, all of that hasn't has some effect but they these boys played their hardest and they took a few wins that nobody expected or then we started to believe hey is tsm top five top maybe even top four they were in that conversation mm-hmm. um and so they're in the playoffs they're in the top half we are in the winner's bracket uh and we will get a uh a, a one-up so to speak though <laughs> tying into this week that we got a, maybe a little preview but i i certainly you know would say that that was um that was just the end of the split kind of thing there's more to be uh shown than uh yeah. you know than what we saw but certainly uh we ended surprisingly we ended that season uh, the split facing each other and now heading into tomorrow we'll face each other for the playoffs i believe it's tomorrow for the first yeah. playoff game of the lcs now um uh, are you as surprised as I am that C9 chose our bracket? <laughs> Just like whoever wins our game as their first opponent. I, I mean, let me go. I got to remind myself real quick of who's in the other bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, the FTL and NRG is in the TL and NRG. I'm not actually because here's my main reason why. Those are two teams that they've actually had problems with the whole year, not just the split. Um, CLG has one of the CLG slash energy actually has one of the best records against this core four mm-hmm. of any team in the last year and a half or two years. I actually did predict in one of my prediction pieces, um, 
think it was the first NRG versus C9 game. I believe that that's the one they lost, but I predicted that that loss because I just I think they match up pretty decently and they seemingly have an understanding of of how to beat C9 um, at their own game. So I think that, you know, Cloud9 probably feel that they have a better chance um, against both of our teams for, I think, very different reasons. But mm. yeah, that doesn't totally surprise me. Which is, uh, it's a bit of a show of hand to me. Is like, are they really dodging? Because yeah, right. NRG swept them this split. TL gave them fits. Yep. I, I don't remember if TL swept them or not, or at least won one. I do remember uh, TL winning it. one. I'm pretty sure they split. Split on that one, but uh, they gave them fits. Uh, it was, I don't know. I thought in some of those games, C9 was just, you know, goofing off or playing around. But uh, the NRG game, they, they pretty... Actually, they went 0-2 against both of those teams. Oh, uh, okay. The teams they went 0-2 against. <laughs> so. so, wow. Um, does that mean C9 has no answer? Or they need more time to finish their homework? We'll see. They'll, they'll just... They dodge them. <laughs> we will. <laughs> they dodge them. We will. We will. Um, I'll speed through some of the games that EG played uh, because we want to get to the core of talking about the TSM game and then uh, what's the head uh, for us. So Immortals uh, against EG, how we started off week five. That was a pretty easy game for us. I thought there was a good showing for Shaden. Uh, his first game, you mm-hmm. know, right before the the week started, Shaden was announced to be playing that day, that game. Nobody else knows what was going on. I thought Armory was going to come back, but man, Shaden just yep. looks good um, overall. And, and uh, a little, you know, the the iffiness, even if there was some hesitance, it was quickly like um, <clears throat> gone away as the game progressed, and you know that it was a dominant win, twenty one to seven kills. We ended up with uh, sixteen thousand uh, gold difference at the end of the game. It did take a while, thirty minute game, but you know uh, we needed to win after like a four game losing streak. We needed this to uh, make mm-hmm. a comeback. Look good. Uh, day two, we went up against Team Liquid. Now, this is a test for us because Team Liquid is a top five team uh, of the LCS. And again, they've swept C9. They had their ups and downs throughout. I, I still can't figure this team out, and maybe we'll get some chance to talk about it. But uh, <laughs> this game, I thought it was much closer than it needed, uh, than it ended up being. Um, there was a beginning moment where it was back and forth, if I remember the game correctly. I just watched the VOD on Saturday. But ultimately, Shaden, again, really, really good on Viego. Now, I've I've had on some Discord that Viego seems to be the kryptonite to Team Liquid. So if you need a chance, if you need something to beat Team Liquid, maybe Viego is your champ to pick for some whatever reason. And that kind of showed up throughout the whole week. Um, 29 to 13 kills. This game lasted 34 minutes, and we kind of looked like super dominant against them. Uh, and so that gives us a very good confidence boost. Um, again, after whatever week we just came back from, that looked ugly. And also, APA, he's been tearing the league ever since he started playing in the LCS mm-hmm. for Team Liquid. And we see that, um, you know, he we are able to kind of dampen the bit of that team liquid momentum. So now we kind of roll in into the final game of the week for EG. I think at this point, we kind of knew that our chances of being top two is kind of, uh, is maybe out of the window because GG kept winning. Um, and I think C9 locked in their top two spot. So at this point, team uh, Evil Geniuses, TSM, to kind of finish 
the day and I don't know if the, at this point they knew that they were going to face each other in the playoffs, but let's walk through. Like when you look into some of these things, I, I'm curious to see from your eyes. Uh, what are you picking up from looking at the draft, looking at you know the pick and bans? You know what stands out to you from this game, Robert? I feel like, to be honest, that EG played the way that I think TSM wanted to play. Hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that because we've had quite a propensity to want to pick Kaisa Tristana, either or both of them. And the fact that they both got through was pretty surprising with me. But I feel like TSM, like and Sandy specifically made a point to play Jace the, this last week, um, which was surprising to me. Not that it's not like I think Jace can be a good good champion. I mean, we've seen what. Uh, Jojo can do on Jace specifically, and Eminez has had some good games on him too. But um, I will be honest, like just when I saw what the draft was, I knew TSM were losing. Um, I just don't think that this is their style. Um, you know, I don't think Hanser should be playing on Kennen. I don't think <laughs> Wild Turtle should be on Zeri after she's been kind of nerfed to the ground. Like to me, it felt like strange almost like mm. maybe they were holding back i don't know but it feels like they kind of just get like again these literally Cassante, kaisa and tristana are all priority champions for tsm and they didn't get any of them um mm. so that's not to say they threw the game or anything but uh because i think there was still a chance that they'd have to play a tiebreaker to keep their top six spot so i if when tsm play their style they win games but whenever they change that style too drastically, like not more than one champion, basically, uh, they struggle. And that makes them a little bit, they're not exactly one dimensional. They just play the game in a similar way with the same types of champions. Hmm. Uh, it's very aggressive, you know, very much setting each other up mid game, playing into late game team fighting uh, with just trying to, with Boogie trying to keep things active enough during the early game so um yeah this draft to me screamed loss <laughs> let's just put it that way that's, <laughs> oh, the, that's the very short version i can like looking at it right now i can certainly sense what you're talking about these are just some not the typical tsm champs for this split um maybe they're thinking ahead zeri's been coming back despite her nerf coming back in other regions in the lpl and lck we've Ugh. kind of seen some Zeri. i don't know if they're just trying to roll in just to see if it works or not it can i just don't think this was the spot to do so uh yeah. just looking through the you know how the draft unfolded um the focus uh after kaisa was picked first picked uh tsm came back with a rakan sejuani pick which i thought okay so Joani again rakan may not be that priority maybe they were i don't know the side was already banned so i'm not entirely sure what the recon pick was about. chime chime's best champion is recon, oh true they don't normally pick him that early true. so uh -huh. yeah true true not true good. uh and jace has seen almost a 90 percent uh you know pick and ban appearance mm -hmm. and so any jace it, it can work i can i've seen both sides i've seen the best of najs and i've seen the worst of najs um yeah and at this point, they they had to know that Tristana was going mid because Tristana was picked before Jace. 
So I'm yep. curious about that uh, thinking there. Um, so this game well, actually was... They, mm-hmm, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think they believe probably that Jace can match Tristana in the side lanes if needed. Mm. Um, I think that's kind of the hope. Um, but that seemed bad to me. <laughs> I mean, uh, I know it can work. It's mm-hmm. just that there are other champions that I think Insanity has shown the ability to play Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not looking at the draft in particular, but mm-hmm. did they ban LeBlanc? LeBlanc was first banned by EG. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. That would have been where I th- would have thought he would have gone instead. Mm-hmm. So I guess it makes sense that he pulled out the Jace then. Um, I, I, I think the bigger crime here, honestly, is the Kennen. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they're searching for some more damage because a lot of the problem that they had this past weekend was uh, they just didn't have enough damage. I think that's Wild Turtles kind of his MO. He doesn't pour out a ton of damage. Like he's consistent. He's there. He has some pop off moments, but I mean, his DPM I think was the lowest or one of the lowest in the mm. in the LCS for an eighty carry this split. So, oh yeah, that's why I don't love the Zeri pick there. <laughs> to be honest, because <laughs> hey. just it never mm-hmm. felt like I, I rewatched this game and it just never felt like TSM were as five in the right position to make a play mm. even though i think this game was actually relatively close for a it while. was it was um, you know it just feels like they threw one bear or one dragon fight and then they just kind of forgot how to do things and i think that's a lot of it has to do with the pressure that i think jojo puts on and i i really i think revenge played extremely well i put him on my third team all pro because i think mm. he had a great split personally and top lane's mm-hmm. kind of like five or six dudes that can kind of be up there in those top three um i know he has his goods and his bads but i actually really felt like he played well this split um and i think this game was another solid showing considering how bad of a matchup that is into a Kennen and Kennen was just i mean hanser just played mm-hmm. pretty poorly to be honest so even with a lead he didn't do much with it and you know, he wasn't TPing in the fights at the right time. And it, it was late. It was a disaster. <laughs> uh, don't let that be like, oh my gosh, is that a cannon with a static ship? Yeah, apparently that was, that's something that they were testing out. Like, that's the other thing is it was like, they built cannon and Zeri with static ship. Yeah. In this game. Well. And it's like, I, it's not that those can't work, but it's like. I don't know. It just doesn't, it didn't, it felt like there was just, they were scaling so much for late and they were hoping that the Jace would be enough mid to early game power to be able to get them through that. But it just didn't, it just didn't happen, especially Mm -hmm. against a team. You know, again, I think every single thing on that EG comp says, go, go button, Mm -hmm. right? As soon as somebody gets caught, go button, everybody's on them. Everybody's dying. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that TSM had enough peel to make that happen. Like if you go back and watch a lot of the fights, like Zary, like while turtle is nowhere near anybody who can protect him. He Pretty got caught the up. entire game. He got caught up by himself yeah. several times. Or I yeah. remember that one distinct. And it's time. like, <laughs> there's not enough. There's not enough disengage from any of these guys mm-hmm. to actually matter. Like if they wanted to go AP, like team fight, I think Gragas would have oh, as much. I hate that champion. I think Gragas <laughs> would have actually been a better pick than the cannon. I know he's mm-hmm. not super, super meta, but AP Gragas can still do plenty of damage and can peel for himself pretty easily and can peel for your AD carry really easily, right? So, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, and is much better at zone control. Gragas pretty much can do everything all the time, seemingly. So um, I think something like that would have been better. And still, I don't know how good that matchup is in the Cassante. I'd assume it's not great, but uh, based on what Hans are supposed to do for TSM, that would have made more sense. Yeah. Well, to kind of uh, sum this up, it does just look like a more like, let's try something out kind of comp. This is not meta. It's also not TSM. And it's the final game of the split, so might as well see what's to come. So we'll move on to the next phase, which we are going for this time a best of five and TSM versus Evil Geniuses. I hearing noises that people are writing TSM off, I don't think it's that easy. I think it really, for myself, comes down to Ayla. Is, uh, which Ayla are we getting? Um, he's been sort of my watch to watch guys and also who was playing for jungle i mean armeo has been playing in the challenger yeah. so i would be assuming that shaiden is going into there but there might be a point where if we fall 0-2 potentially we have to sub him out um we have to try something but uh our team is still highly um what's the word volatile uh i love their comps it's always go don't be afraid go 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 and you know <laughs> On the good days, it'll look like week five. On the bad days, it'll look like week four. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for you guys, to be honest, I think that's where Shaden like, fits in better. Um, Armeo's a much a really good supportive jungler, obviously, but I think that um, Shaden's known for um, being very aggressive. Um, it's not just because of the toxic personality that he's been known for in the past. It's because he's... And that's not a dig, by the way. I, I mm -hmm. love Shaden. I've been watching him for years now make his way up through the system. And I think um, it's really good that he's finally getting a chance to, to do something. I do feel bad for our Mayo, but it's uh, I think I think Shaden's going to fit better with this team long term uh, and, and potentially during the playoffs, too. So, um, yeah, I would, I would imagine he's playing. I would imagine that so as well. And Narmeo has been doing well in Challenger too. I didn't get a chance to talk about that. They are, uh, they won their first game in the losers bracket after dropping zero and two to fly <laughs> Challenger. Um, but you know he's part of that. Eg in Challenger, just it, it's a more extreme version of uh, hot and cold than the LCS version. Uh, so looking into this, um, you know the matchup, the play, uh, the our first best of five, um. You know, where do you kind of see um, the advantages for TSM? Um, it's going to be weird to say this, but I actually think uh, jungle will be an advantage. Mm -hmm. um, just mainly because I think Boogie and, and, and Sanity play well together. And I think um, I was listening to the dive yesterday while I was on a walk and um, they actually had Boogie in their top four or five uh Ooh. they like were actually considering him for third team all pro um i mean it was a pretty clear all pro for me you know uh spoiler alert you know blabber river uh pioshik i felt like was pretty clear but uh right after that they said that they were even considering boogie and i do think he's been he makes a lot of mistakes still but i think he's played better for the team and i think while shaden is going to be very good in a best of five series um, it's better to have that camaraderie with your, with your mid laner. Mm -hmm. And I know that like he and Jojo had played together before, but it, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, three games, I can tell you from experience watching it, does not always amount to much, right? There's more tape now on Shaden. I think Boogie will have a better idea of where to attack him. Um, and I think that that's going to be an area of um, of an advantage for TSM. Um, but that's really the only one, if I'm being honest. I think Insanity mm. can can hang with JoJo, but I don't think that uh, he can have the same sort of impact Um I mean, I, I really think it comes down to just to, to whether or not Boogie can get around the map and get TSM advantages. Um, not trying to be too negative because I know they were just, you know, a week ago, there was a chance that they were going to be freaking, you know, like 11 and six or seven, whatever it was going to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's like, oh, crap, like this team's good. But uh, I still think they're good. I just think mm-hmm. that um, it's going to come down to the it's going to come, come down to the jungle, man. Yeah. Uh, I think on the individual level we've seen so far, it's fair to say that Evil Geniuses uh, are are better in a sense that maybe hands, hands-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are a couple of ways where throughout this split I see a big weakness for UG. First, if they shut down Revenge, if they make concerted effort, for some reason they get tilted when they start falling behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, just one of those games where Revenge just kept getting dove over and over again and somehow EG lost their composure the other key being if sure. you can hold Jojo as much as you can hold him down get him caught out um, because this team runs through Jojo he has to carry he has to he's funneled mm-hmm. the resource and I think uh, Knox put it best in the last uh, episode the rest are just cleanup crew they're there to like once we get their power spike, that's when the whole team gets activated. Then they feel more confident in diving, the jumping. But they also try to do these things even when they're behind, which is crazy to me. Um, yep. on, a, on on that level, I would say uh, Evil Geniuses has a better highs and lows, whereas TSM has been solid and can maintain a, a very, uh, let's get our founda- fundamentals right and, and we can out, we can, we can out, better mental i would say better mental yeah you have a lot of uh yeah i think that i agree with that Mm -hmm. sorry sorry yeah you cut out for me for a second there so i didn't know if you were done Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, now good no i gotta agree with you to be honest Mm -hmm. yeah and so this will not be a 3-0 series i don't see it it could go all the way to game five um and that really is where veterans show up. Um, I want to pick your thoughts uh, because I know we're, we're running close to the time. So the LCS awards have been released and we have for the first team, I, I'm surprised. I got to say Licorice, uh, Blabber, not a surprise. Jojo, great to see him there. Berserker, of course, and Huhi. So two Golden Guardians. Well, I expected Golden Guardians to be a part of the all pro team. I didn't expect Licorice to be in the first team. Yeah, I mean, the LCS broadcast team almost all voted for Licorice. Mm. Um, with the only one being Jat, who did not. Um, I think I think it's the growth that Licorice had mm. to me that I think stood out to everybody. I know he was really good, but he still had some pretty mad games, um, you know, and I don't think he was the main carry for his team. I don't really know that any top laner 
just because of the way the meta is, was that for their team. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say that the reason I voted for Fudge was because one, I thought he was really consistent. He barely had a bad game, but there were multiple games where it looked like cloud nine were about to lose their advantage or about to have a really bad fight that was going to turn into something bad. And I just remember Fudge going in there and saving the game, right? Like yeah. making mm-hmm. one really big play at the end, keeping his lane intact mm-hmm. and making a big play at the end of the game. And I like to reward consistency mm-hmm. uh, as well. I don't think it's a bad thing for, you know, somebody like I'm not somebody who's going to vote for somebody else at, at MVP because somebody's won MVP four times in a row. Mm. You know, like I, I, I reward I like to reward consistency and being good. And I don't feel like fudge really ever cost his team. Whereas I think there were games where licorice and summit and rich and who else was voted here? Uh, Probably. I think those are the main guys who were all voted in those first team. Um, you know, all pros. Um, mm. I, I don't think impact as much or, or, and revenge even, you know, had some bad games, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think, um, I think impact might've been the only one, but he wasn't enough to propel his team to, to no, victories. So no. I couldn't really put him on my list either. So, I mean, that was it for me. And then, you know, I went summit in the second team all pro because I felt like summit was just so good at times and his landing was incredible. And I think he had his second best split, um, mm. in the LCS. So, and then I did end up putting licorice third and that felt like a good place for me, but I could be convinced to mix those three up mm. uh, in any, any way. It kind of does bear out because they are the closest in score points by their position. Uh, licorice 70, summit 61, mm-hmm. fudge with 48, fairly close. A huge gap was probably mid lane. So people are just probably impressed more so by Jojo's like highlight plays. I think it should be much closer. I feel like gory, deservedly should be much closer (laughs) no that's tough (laughs) i don't think so at all Mm. i felt like jojo so for me when i'm voting for something as well like i look at where would this team be without him Mm. right and while i think that gory is a very important part of golden guardians if you look around him right like licorice had his best split yet river was outstanding Stixay had his best split in many, many moons, right? Who he was as solid as ever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I think with Evil Geniuses, right? Like you have Revenge, who was a plucked out piece. It was like thrown out. I, I called you guys the misfit toys at different <laughs> yes. points, right? Where mm-hmm. where JoJo's the, the captain of the misfit toys. You know, you guys plucked people from all over and combined them to be a good team. But without JoJo... I don't think this team runs in the same way. And even statistically, like he was easily one of the best in lane. He was like blowing everybody out. He was mm. one of the best in CSD. His damage per minute was really high. Like, you know, it, to me, I felt like he was far and away the best mid laner. I, I, I don't know that it was very close for me personally. Um, I did not struggle to put him first. Mm. And your peers would agree with that. I'm about to be kicked off from being having to do a live evil pods as a, like almost trash talking Jojo. No, I think he's deservedly the first <laughs> place. I just thought the points spread was a huge gap. But you know, hearing you say that, you know, makes me my heart grow uh, warmer. Other EG that made on the All Pro is uh, Unforgiven on third team. I would say this was probably could be. Could, there could have been someone else. I think I, I like Free Unforgiven. He did really well. I don't know if he can't be counted as a rookie of the split, but you know, 
he came from the academy. Uh, he could not. No, he could not. Okay. Uh, yeah, but he's he the not only... on the list. It was actually a very small list. I was kind of surprised, but yeah, <laughs> not enough rookies on here. Uh, but yeah. Uh, overall, though, what are your thoughts of the second and third team? Um, I <laughs> people are gonna. Like I told you before, I think they're going to flame the hell out of me. But like, I I think FBI deserved more votes than Mm -hmm. he got for second or third team. Personally, Um, I just think if you're able to do what he did when the team was struggling and then also be a big part of the reason why they were winning later on. And I think just he is also very consistent. I know he died a decent amount more. And I think people value deaths, especially at 80 carry a lot more than they do kills. But like, Mm -hmm. I mean, he had like. 23 or something more kills than berserker and he also didn't play a tiebreaker game so if you take out like that tiebreaker game it's like closer to 30 more kills than berserker and while kills are not the end all be all right i do think that your job as an ad carry is to kill people exactly that is the whole purpose of the position right now and he did that at a pretty astounding rate so Um, that's the only one that I think I'm looking at this list and I am just absolutely shocked like that people are voting yawn over FBI and (laughs) even unforgiven, like unforgiven came out like wildfire, Mm. but I feel like his second half of the split, he definitely cooled off, not significantly, but he definitely was not like highlight play after highlight play after every game making a play. So, um, but it was other than that, I mean, I feel like this is pretty pretty standard you know um i think you know river yeah gories the po mm-hmm. like i mean almost everybody put po third for jungle like that wasn't a big surprise eminence third for mid i mean you could have made an argument for insanity i think but mm-hmm. i generally don't put people who haven't played a whole split over mm-hmm. anybody else like i did not vote for eminence last split just purely based on the fact that he only played half the split That's so correct. um yeah i mean no, this was a huge surprise to me. Honestly, I was just really glad that mine wasn't too drastically different. Um, and I was excited to see some TSM love for uh, people cool. like Boogie and and for Insanity. Um, I felt like they absolutely deserved it. I'm waiting for the day where Chime finally gets a good AD carry, like a really good AD carry to play with to kind of show off how good he is. I think he uh, can get can be up there and eventually potentially get some votes um, as well. But yeah, nothing too surprising. What about you? Good stuff. Uh, I think this is uh, a fair reflection overall. I think, you know, a couple of could move up and down. But I, I like it much better than the previous years where it's like all the same, all the people from the same team and one yeah. person that's different. This is a good yep, showing that, you know, uh, I don't know if we can call it parody, but it's it's definitely a much closer than, uh, you know, huge uh, gap between first and second Uh team and maybe and even 13 good to see some new faces on there too or some faces that hasn't been uh, properly recognized and uh they did a good showing and we're hoping for a continued improvement of the lcs and uh, as a whole and going into we're, we're just thinking playoffs now but we're also thinking about worlds at the same time who will be making it mm-hmm. and i surely hope that eg can make it um well, I think that is, uh, yeah, that's kind of my concluding thoughts on the voting. Um, so as we kind of wrap up 
today's show. Um, you know, Robert, why don't you tell people what you're up to, what's coming up for you, where can people find you, and how they can get in touch with you? Yeah, I mean, you can find me over at the Game House. We're on Twitter X uh, <laughs> at TGH Robert Haynes. Um, those are pretty easy. Uh, and then if you want specific LCS content, uh, a lot of mine is on the TGH uh, YouTube channel. Um, and what I got coming up is, um, you know, I'll be heading to uh, Newark, New Jersey for LCS finals yep. here in a couple weeks. So you guys have things you want me to ask players or coaches or whoever ends up being there uh, questions. Feel free to DM me or send me questions on Twitter. Um, those will all be you know uploaded and all that jazz here uh, at some point. And then um, other than that, you know, once uh, Worlds hits, it'll just be, you know, praying that we get four teams in so that we have at least a chance to do something crazy and fun. <laughs> Uh, and so that then we can tell Europe to, to suck it. So, you know, always, always good stuff there. <laughs> always good stuff. Thank you for the work you're doing. And people, again, you'll find, uh, you know, Robert's contact in the show notes as well, how to hit him up and send your questions uh, for whoever your favorite player or coach that might appear for the interview. Thank you so much for joining me, Robert. I know this is, uh, you know, you have a busy day ahead of you and I appreciate your time. Listeners, until next time, live evil. 